Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Today, the full Durham report has been released, and it turns out the deep state is uh, even worse than you thought. Biden takes a victory lap on the border issue while homeless veterans are kicked out of hotels to make room for illegals, and a recently resurfaced Miller Lite ad may make them the latest beer company to suffer the wrath of their target demo. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and today, breaking news, special counsel John Durham finally released a damning final report after more than three years investigating the Russia collusion probe, stating what we all knew all along, which was the FBI had no verified intelligence or evidence when it opened up the crossfire hurricane probe of President Donald Trump's campaign in the summer of 2016. Now, in this 300-page report, Durham blasted the FBI and DOJ for failing to follow their own standards and allowing a probe to persist at all, including the surveillance of an American citizen without basis under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, also known as FISA. He wrote, Neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. He also said, based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intelligence activities, we concluded the department and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. The FBI personnel also repeatedly disregarded important requirements when they continued to seek renewals of that FISA surveillance, while acknowledging both then and in hindsight that they did not genuinely believe there was probable cause to believe that the target was knowingly engaged in clandestine intelligence activities, this is of course Donald Trump, on behalf of a foreign power, certain personnel disregarded significant exculpatory information that should have prompted investigative restraint and re-examination. Now, according to Durham's report, the 2016 plan by Hillary Clinton and the Clinton campaign to create a false story linking Donald Trump to Russia was briefed in August of 2016 by CIA Director John Brennan to then-President Obama, Vice President Biden, Attorney General Loretta Lynch, and FBI Director James Comey. In other words, they were all in on it. The only collusion that was taking place was that of the deep state colluding to interfere with President Trump being elected by the American people. So what happens next, if anything? Here to help me discuss this and more, we have Blaze TV contributor Jakub Buyens, also host of The Bottom Line, and Stu Bergier, Blaze TV host of Stu Does America. Um, we were just talking about this before uh, we went on air, and because this is all this is all just coming out as we're, it's a Monday, <laughs> and all day we were like. <laughs> Golly, it's kind of a slow news day. What are we gonna What are we gonna lead the show with? I don't know. And then, literally ten minutes before we come on to tape this program, it's like, oh, hey, there's a 330 page report. Read it in five minutes. <laughs> um, so obviously, I don't have you know, I, I have the uh, the the summary, but 
it's even worse than just the FBI knowing that they were making up a fake claim, a bogus claim, to make sure and prevent Donald Trump from being elected. It's even worse than Obama and Joe Biden and uh, Loretta Lynch and all of those people knowing that this was happening. Um, the FBI, at that same time, the FBI and the DOJ were restricting two investigations into Hillary Clinton during the, the election, uh, the Clinton Foundation investigation, and illegal foreign contributions to the Clinton campaign campaign. They specifically ran cover for the Clinton campaign while promoting that there was some, you know, collusion going on with Donald Trump. I want to read this to you. This is from Technofog on Twitter. He said, according to an FBI CHS in early 2016, the Clinton campaign was fully aware of and, quote, okay with, end quote, a foreign contribution in violation of federal law. Uh, the FBI made no effort to investigate the Clinton campaign's acceptance of an illegal campaign contribution um, by, that was made by the FBI's own long-term CHS. That's confidential human source. So this confidential human source allegedly is making a Clinton campaign contribution um, for, on behalf of, it said, a foreign entity. Now, what foreign entity, I don't know yet. But they're running cover for illegal mm. campaign contributions while promoting something that they know to be absolutely false. Will anything happen? Because it gets so frustrating reading all of this. We all know that there's a deep state. We all know that they're always colluding. We all know that whatever they're accusing Donald Trump and Republicans of doing, they themselves are doing. We know that. But to constantly see the evidence linking them to doing all of this and see absolutely nothing happen from it. I mean, to, I'm like, is this treason? It sounds a whole lot like treason to me. Yeah, look, I'll sadly to say nothing's going to happen because of who's running, who's, who's, who's at the head of the ship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the Titanic and it's heading to an iceberg and I can guarantee you it's going to hit the iceberg. I mean, it's going to get worse in America until the American people actually speak up and we get real leadership in play. Now, I know all the viewers are going to say, but that's what we want. Then show up. Show up. Talking, the, the, the era, too of saying things on Instagram and saying it on Twitter, and then somehow magically the powers that be is going to listen to you and do what you want them to do. That era is over. You now physically have to show up. You physically have to vote when that comes, and it's going to be sooner than you think. But you also physically have to show up to put pressure on in your local, local state house and pressure on your elected officials at the at the school board level all the way up to the White House. It's a, a matter of mass. If we take a little thing out of their playbook, the, you know, crazy radical left will show up in numbers. Mm -hmm. The ACLU will show up, man, and they'll protest and they'll lock a building down and they'll intimidate, you know, and they'll do whatever. And then they move the needle historically. And so we don't show up as conservatives. I think we show up late. You and I talked about, well, what about a fair election? It's not being discussed. Uh, 18 months from now, there's a general election, and we don't even know, can we trust an election? It's a wild time. I mean, it's hard to know what to trust anymore. I mean, you have these institutions that I think, especially conservatives, did trust. Uh, you know, it was always mm -hmm. the left yeah. that was always mm -hmm. questioning these, author these authoritative institutions. And, you know, often without evidence, you know, um, but I, these things have changed quite a bit. And I think now, you know, there's sort of a, almost an embrace of that, uh, 
you can't trust anybody anymore uh, sort of viewpoint. Um, you know, looking at this thing, of course, as you mentioned, it just kind of came out. We haven't had a chance to go through all 330 pages. It'll be important to do that because I can tell you what I have been able to do is read multiple mainstream media sources mm-hmm. on this report. And what they highlight is that there was no no convictions or there was one, uh, one guilty plea from a low-level attorney who, you know, lied on a form. We did cover that when that happened. A couple of other um, trials that ended in uh, acquittals. And uh, nothing else. There's no new charges in this thing. There's no, um, the, you know, there's tons of evidence, it looks like, but we aren't going to get the, uh, the, the people getting uh, arrested and put in prison that, I don't know, I guess was promised. I mean, you know, Donald Trump was very clear that he thought that this was going to be the big thing that kind of turned everybody's opinion on this. I don't think we're going to rise to that level. I don't even know if that's possible in this country with the partisanship the way it is. I mean, I just don't think the left would listen to anything that exonerated Donald Trump. But this is pretty clear, and they are very critical on the FBI. They are critical that they did a lot of these things, um, that they went in there without evidence, that they went in there without uh, the proper uh, procedures. And that should point to people like, hey, maybe maybe all that crap that Donald Trump was saying at that time was was true. Like, yes. May, yeah. yes, of course, Donald Trump exaggerates and he's a little you know bombastic when he does it. But like he seemed to have really had a point here. They really were at after him. Yes. Not just this isn't just coming from us. This is coming from several sources now. And it wasn't just when he was president. It was before he was president to try to prevent him from getting that gig in the first place. It, it really is a giant mess. The date was August 3rd, 2016. This is yeah. months before the election. And to know that a president, Obama, knew, that is treasonous, Sarah. Mm-hmm. It is. If a president knows that there's an imminent attack on this establishment called America, on our Constitution, because that is a violation of an election is an attack. You don't always need weapons. That is a massive attack. So a president knew, a vice president, who now is the president, knew, and, and then their buddy was, was the run-up runner, Hillary, who claimed that the election was stolen and still does today in 2016. Meanwhile, they're the ones colluding. To me, that is treasonous. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, remember, let's look at the timeline of this, okay? So before Trump gets elected, they they concoct this operation. They brief Obama, uh, you know, Biden, all of them, and they engage in this activity. They know that it's wrong. Then Donald Trump gets elected, and... They impeach the guy. They they send they spend two years going through this Russia collusion hoax that turned out to be not true. Um, and then when they didn't get their way there, so like, oh no, he's definitely interfering with the election in 2016. They didn't get their way. They impeach the guy over a stupid phone call to Ukraine and accuse him of what? Again, interfering with the next election. It's like these people cannot stop projecting their own bad behaviors onto the other side. It is so fascinating to me how emboldened they are to just accuse. They know what they're doing in the moment that they're doing it. They know it. Intentional. Actually, it's a great tactic. It really is. It's an incredible tactic. I'm going to I'm going to accuse you of all the things that you're doing wrong and all the attention is on you. That's kind of like what's happening right now. And, and I, the I sheer know arrogance. it's absolute arrogance, but I, you know, I always say evil has to announce itself. It does it out in the open. It's like, it's not even, it's bold, man. It, and you know, it's just like, guys, I wish that this wasn't such a divisive issue because you will have half of the country say, we've got to burn this whole thing down. If the FBI and the DOJ are that 
nasty and that corrupt, yeah. we've got to we've got to start all over. We've got to clean house. But then you'll have the other half of the country who will say, well, this was just a tactic from Durham to interfere in the next election. And that's the way that they're going to spin it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't understand why we can't come together on this one and say, um, if the deep state is this emboldened to do this to a man running for president of the United States, they're going to do it to you. They're going to do it to you. The next chance they get, Mm -hmm. you don't think that this has been going on with average, everyday American citizens who don't have the ability to fight back, who don't have the mouthpiece that Donald Trump has to go out and say they're they're spying on my campaign, they're making this up. If you don't think for one second that they are not weaponizing against any American citizen, they feel like it, you are kidding yourself at this point. It's not just against the conservatives. They're doing it to their own people. Look at their cities. Look at Los Angeles. I mean, it's a third world country. Chicago, any, any of these cities, wait now for these sanctuary cities now with the, this explosion on the border to see. They're going to they're gonna run their own cities into the ground because they're living in that ivory tower called Washington, D.C., the Uniparty, and they're out of touch with average Americans. And they frankly don't care. They will use you as a pawn, whether you're on the left, the right, it doesn't matter. And you're right, Sarah, they are coming for you. And if we can't come together that as Americans, well, hold on one second, let's go compete. And let's compete strongly, and whoever wins, wins, but the system must be balanced. The system, they don't care, and unfortunately, I think a lot of their followers don't care. It's like that scene in, in Batman, you know, where Alfred says, Master, sometimes people just wanna see the world burn. Mm-hmm. I actually believe many who truly follow Joe Biden says, we don't care, break America. Yeah, I just, still last word on this. Is, I can't. I can't get over it. I, if Republicans tell me, tell me if I'm this is true or false. If Republicans have any balls, mm-hmm. they would file articles of impeachment tomorrow. I mean, I would only hold off just to say that I haven't read the whole thing yet. But I, but I mean, but what we now, why haven't it, you read 300 pages in five minutes? <laughs> yes, do like come on. I have a better understanding <laughs> of it. So to your point, yes, I think. But I mean, it is. I think uh, we were talking about this a little bit off the air. The impeachment decision is essentially a political decision. We know with 100% certitude they are not going to actually remove him, right? Mm-hmm. So it's only a question of whether you think it's going to help you in the election. That's, I think there's a debate on that, right? Like, I think you can make points. On, we saw Bill, I don't think it helped uh, when the Republicans did it to Bill Clinton. I think they paid a political price for that. I don't necessarily think it, ha- it helped when they impeached Trump either. I mean, I think that aligned more people with him. But neither of those things were yeah. about something like this. Right, like, you're, yeah, this one, this one, if we were in a world where we had senators who would look at this honestly, right. I think you could make a real case. Because this is right. legitimate, like, is this, what this you're saying. Be, yes. This is legitimate. Yes, that's what I'm it saying. Like all of the partisan one. Yeah, yes. all of the other ones were just, yes. that, that was just noise. An that attack. wasn't, yeah, that was just noise. This is about an actual... Maybe it's not, if it's not criminal, it certainly should be when you're talking about conspiring to interfere in a presidential election. Again, they had no proof that Trump had done it and they still moved to impeach him. Mm -hmm. Here's three years of an investigation. And if that is true and Biden and Obama and all of them knew about it, I just, they just need to throw the book at them. Just from a purely competition standpoint, right? Like take out all the partisanship, like, you shouldn't have a situation where, you know, the, the Red Sox manager can come in and talk to the commissioner and set up, like, I'm stealing signals from the Yankees. Like, it's just, like, just wrong, right? We, we need to have these fair battles. I, I remember yeah. going, you go Morals back. Morals and ethics, man. It's, but, it's non-existent. Yeah. I mean, we talk about, like, a, you know, Bernie Sanders runs for president every every two, you know, every four years, seemingly. Yeah. And it, it, what, obviously, 
Bernie Sanders would destroy the country if he was actually president. But one of the things I liked about Bernie Sanders running is it was a bit of a pure... Mm. It was a pure battle. It was a real competition mm-hmm. of ideas where Bernie Sanders really is a socialist. He'll yep. admit it to you. He'll put all, put the $100 trillion a dollars of battle on the board. Yeah. 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 And you'll go with it. And you could actually look at that. This is taking away from that process. It's taking the decision-making out of the hands of, of the actual voters. And you know, that should be something we should be able to unite on. Will we? I mean, I think the answer to that is plainly no. People, you know, look, 47, 48% of this country hates Donald Trump so much that it's the reverse of his Fifth Avenue thing, right? Yeah. He, could, he could rescue a kid from being shot on Fifth Avenue and no one on the left would say anything positive about him after it. And I think like we're just at that point, especially with him, but all politicians have some um, uh, piece of this, that like they just hate him. And like, I don't care what they, they prove. They don't need any more reason. They don't need any more reason. They're just going to say it reason. no matter what. Yeah. Oh, it's frustrating. Freaking frustrating. I'm not going to use a swear jar today. I Maybe I will. I don't know, but I'm trying really hard not to. She's feisty. Um, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. Um, so things are not going well, and uh, apparently we're a banana republic right now. So um, here's the thing. Uh a lot of illegal immigrants are coming into the country and they're going to be draining our economic resources and uh, just that's just going to contribute to the already financial crisis that uh, we have right now. Uh, this, I'm sorry. Am I painting a bleak picture for you? Here's the thing. Here's how to make it not bleak, okay? If you have a 401k and you're watching it just deplete every single day, you're watching your hard-earned money deplete, don't do that. Talk to the people over at Birch Gold. They can help you diversify into gold and silver and you can own all of that in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. So they're going to help you convert that existing IRA or 401k that you have that you see dwindling away every day. They're going to help you convert it into an IRA in gold. It is the best hedge against inflation and poor financial decisions due to a uh, tyrannical regime. You can text the word Y to 989898 for your free information kit. They're going to hold your hand through the whole process. Just get the information kit, read about it, make sure that you are well-read on diversifying into gold and silver with Birch Gold. Text the word Y to 989898. I want to remind you guys, those of you who are watching on YouTube, I look, I, we're, we're already demonetized. We're hanging on by a thread, but we <laughs> sure would appreciate it if you would just make sure to uh, hit that thumbs up button. Uh, subscribe. And even if you've already subscribed, make sure you're still subscribed because magically people have been being unsubscribed. And uh, make sure to comment, tell us what you think of the news of the day. So I want to get to the border. Uh, According to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, Border Patrol agents arrested an Afghan national on the FBI's terror watch list after he crossed into the United States illegally uh, last week. And so he crossed the border into uh, California. They took him to a processing station and they found by his fingerprints, oh, Whoops, looks like he's on the uh, terror watch list. That's a problem. But listen, Joe Biden, he, he's been working extra hard, specifically on the border and allowing as many illegals into the country as possible. And uh, he took the weekend off to celebrate Mother's Day with his family at his beach house. And during one of his bike rides over the weekend, uh, the press stopped him during his water break to ask him if he would be going to the border anytime soon. But he look. I mean, they got it under control, all right? He has no plans to visit the border watch. Things are going at the border, sir. 
much better than much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> Do you have any plans to visit no, the border? I think. Pardon me? Do you have any plans to visit the border? Not in the near term, no. No, it'd just be disruptive, not anything else. Mm, and he wasn't the only one. Uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas also did a victory lap, uh, claiming over the weekend that, look, the Biden administration, they've done excellent work on the border watch. How do you respond to him and some other Democrats who say that you've fallen short? Uh, I would respectfully uh, disagree. We have been planning for months and months, over a year and a half. We have surged resources, um, asylum officers, uh, border Patrol agents, processing coordinators to do the data entry work so our Border Patrol agents can be out in the field. We've expanded mm. our holding capacity mm. in Border Patrol stations. We've added beds to oh, immigration and good. customs enforcement in our detention facilities. We've increased our transportation mm. resources, the number of flights uh, uh, removal flights with mm. our foreign partners. Yes. We're setting up regional processing centers now. Oh, good. It's extraordinary what we've done Liar. over the past 18 months or so. Oh, Liar. it's extraordinary that they are spending more of your tax dollars to create bigger processing facilities so that they can continue moving all of these illegal immigrants into the interiors of the country with a date to come back to court like 2027, literally yep. 2027, was not even the latest date that we could find. We saw one that was also 2032. At that point, what the hell? Why bother? Why bother even giving them a date? I want to show you uh, footage of over 750 migrants packed into a Border Patrol processing center in El Paso over the weekend. Uh, there are these makeshift beds that you can see. This is a 120-person room, by the way. So over six times the facility's regular capacity. And the Biden administration wants to take a victory lap, a victory lap, for what you're seeing right now. Uh, here's all the trash that was left on the side of Mexico from all of these illegal immigrants who uh, uh, wanted to cross over. These are clothes. Um, they call this now the mattress, a massive debris field on the banks uh, opposite uh, Matamoros. So identification. Yes, identification, clothes, trash, debris, all of it left right there. I'm sh but I'm sure these people seem very respectful of laws. I'm sure once they get here illegally, they'll definitely respect your way of life. By the way, uh, homeless veterans are being kicked out of New York hotels so that they can make room for illegal immigrants. But yes, excellent work on the border, Biden. Great job. Thank you so much. No, flat out liars. The amount of law, this guy, they should all be felons, all of them. Mallorca, Biden. We have many informants inside and whistleblowers inside Border Patrol. This is this morning, seven o'clock this morning. A memo went out to Border Patrol that said they will now offer, propose what is called voluntary return to all the single military aged men that are coming in. So they're going to say, we, we ask you to please go back. Okay. They're not going to go back, but here's what's going to happen. The message now will transfer into Mexico and say, hey, they're going to stop you and ask you some questions if you go alone. So you must now go with what? A child. Child, child trafficking on President Biden is about to spike in ways you can't imagine because they, they, it's another step. So the cartel tells them, listen, just have a child in arm and they won't even ask you, right? 2027. Two weeks ago, I'm on the phone with two senators, U.S. Senate. And they say, hey, Yaku, listen, 
our sheriffs are being forced by the FBI to release cartel members who have a future court date with child in arms in the vehicle. Mexican national driving the car, a Russian in the front seat, three Romanians in the back seat, a one-month-old and a five-year-old kid, and they had to let them go because the FBI said there's a court date, and that court date was 2025, January 14. Good luck. Why is it always four years out? Here's why. There'll be a landed immigrant. They'll actually qualify for how long they've been here to apply for a green card. Mm -hmm. This is all by design. This is not a joke. Why is the date not August? Why is it four years from now? Because there's, they know the law. We have beautiful immigration law that's completely being abandoned. This president is abdicating his first responsibility to uphold the Constitution of the United States. He himself should be in jail. So much to cover uh, here. I mean, and to your point, what is the argument going to be in four and five and six years when these 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 trials come up? Mm-hmm. These people will go in there. They'll make the argument. It's probably going to be based on nothing. They'll, in theory, they might lose. If they lose, what is the left going to say? These people have been here for years. Yeah, right. They've yeah. had five years. Their yeah. children were born yeah, here. Right. They've yeah. never seen their home yeah. country. You can't let them. They're dreamers. Yeah. You can't let them go now. Uh-huh. And that's just the end of a very frustrating process. You know, one of the reasons why it seems to be a lot lighter at the border than some people pre- predicted, um, is because the, the Biden administration, to, to, to Mayorkas's point, they did prepare for this. And the way they prepared for it was by importing thousands and thousands and thousands of people right before yes. the deadline. Yes. So like that is not a solution. Like if you own an amusement park and you, you know, it's Yakuland and Yakuland is about to open and you get rumors on social media that there's going to be a, a flood of teenagers that are going to come and they're going to they're going to go and try to rush the gates right at opening at eight o'clock in the morning. If you go out there at six o'clock in the morning and open the doors and let them all in, you won't have that rush at 8 a.m. But that doesn't solve your problem. There's still a bunch of teenagers on roller coasters that didn't pay. Or, Stu, if you cut a couple extra gates in the perimeter, (laughs) go talk to to the sheriffs at Hotspeth County, Texas. That gets no coverage in the news. And they'll tell you, excuse me. They're pouring over here because the Rio is 10 feet wide. You can drive a Mack truck into America. There's no fence. Mm-hmm. So all they did is disperse yep. and infiltrate early. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it looks lighter. It's not. Yeah. It's not lighter. And of course, the, the other things they've done is they've now encouraged people to, instead of coming to the border, to fly into Cleveland or Miami right. or you yeah. know Lincoln, Nebraska. Well, that doesn't make things any better. These people are still getting in. Yes, there's less of a crush at the actual border. And to your point, too, uh, Yaku, just to bring this up, there's, they, when they came out of Title 42, they went back to Title 8. Yeah. Title 8 has some restrictions built in. It's our old border sure. policy. But the Biden administration built in a bunch of, uh, of exceptions here. The child one is a really important one. It's going to create a massive market for children that's bigger than the one you're already, already dealing, dealing with, Yaku, everyone on a daily basis. But in addition to that, one of the, pro- one of the things, one of the issues that they have are if we have a country that we don't have diplomatic relations with, we can't return them there. Right. Think of countries like North Korea and Russia and Iran. These people, we can't, get, we can't schedule flights to go back, so they have to stay here. Right. This is a, a catastrophe waiting to happen. We're in the middle of sending hundreds of billions of dollars to Russia's sworn enemy they're at war with. Do you think that just letting people in across the border from Russia is a good idea right now? Probably not. Probably not. Wow. I mean, I, wow, I well just, said. it's every part of this presidency has just been a total, complete disaster. Um, but I can't think of, I mean, this may be the worst because I know we got to go to a break, but, you know, I, I just, 
That's the second time that I've heard that Mayorkas clip, and it's still just, I'm blown away by his idea that bringing more paper pushers in to process more people mm. is like something to be proud of. The only answer that is to be proud of is we brought a crap ton of Border Patrol and other law enforcement officials. They all stood there at the border with their guns. We weaponized the border. Making sure that we protected the border is like the only correct answer. And instead, he's like, no, we're really proud of the fact that we brought more people in so that we could have more administrative staff process all of these strangers into the country. Aren't you you guys, are you glad? Are you going to clap for us? Yeah? No? Gold gold star. Please clap. Please Please clap. clap. Yeah, it is just fascinating, the level of incompetence. All right, we got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more. But want to thank our new sponsor of the show, Refuge Ghost. So big tech and big data have shown us time after time that they're not on our side. And yet we're still giving them access to record our personal lives 24-7 through our phones, even when your phone is off. I don't know if you realize this. Microphones and cameras and location trackers still work. And that's just the tech people. What about your personal security when it comes to, I don't know, some crazy ex or someone trying to stalk you or blackmail you? It happens way more than you might think. Also, you know, Joe Biden might be spying on you like he did with President Trump. This is why I use the Refuge Ghost Sleeve. It's made in America. It's very, it's beautiful leather from American Buffalo Leather, and it blocks 5G signals that other Faraday sleeves miss. And the only Faraday sleeve that blocks signal and sound is this one. They added sound blocking panels on each side that keep conversations private. And it's not like a big clunky metal box. It looks really, really beautiful. It's cool. It's sleek. It's easy to put your phone in and take out of throughout the day whenever you want privacy. You cannot be too careful these days and the refuge ghost sleep can ghost sleep can help keep you safe visit refugeprivacy.com today use code sarah to save 10% that is refuge privacy promo code sarah for 10% off today a newly unearthed video from several months ago shows that bud light wasn't actually the first beer company to go woke. No, it turns out it was Miller Lite who beat them to the punch. Miller Brewing Company released an ad during the month of March uh, for Women's History Month, which they probably wish they hadn't now that it's being used against them, in which they called out previous beer campaigns, including their own, for being too sexist. Watch this and try not to cringe. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brews. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Cool. Wow. Look at this Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their but the whole beer industry's Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this and buying it back so that they can turn it into good for women brewers. Literally, good shit. Oh my How God, okay, I get Ladies, it. Ladies, take it away. I'm saying a bad word. First, we turn the bad into compost. Over and over. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good shit helps farmers grow quality hops. Wow, okay. Which has been donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. But there's definitely more shit out there in your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. Wow. So here's to women, because without us, there would be no beer. Okay, that's, I've had enough. 
I just don't, like, for the love of all that is holy, I cannot understand what is so hard about this. You have one job, to make crappy beer. That's it. Nobody cares what your dumb company thinks about Black Lives Matter or the war in Ukraine or COVID vaccines or Women's History Month or biological men who think they're women or literally anything else. All you have to do is make cheap beer and shut up. But guys, I think on the bright side, it turns out they do know what a woman is after all. <laughs> wow, that's they, amazing. Yeah. They know what a woman is and how ironic the very group that they follow that are sexualizing women that are basically saying sexualized children, they're basically saying OnlyFans should be your prime destination or Pornhub, are now saying, we put women in bikinis. How atrocious. <laughs> uh, it, it, you, can't, you can't keep up with the flip-flopping. I mean, you, you can't keep up. I'm like, what are you today? So, but it is funny, though, that this actually was released prior to. Yeah. But so now what I would love to see is a little bit of ramification. A little slapback. Because for me, and you may not like this, I know you're not going to like this. Drain all of it. All of it. Pour it all out. How dare you? All of you? it. <laughs> I mean, How I'm like, dare you? Let's now see Miller cases being driven over by bulldozers, you know? I mean. Can I at least keep my wine? I, Jesus turned water into I have wine. nothing. I have <laughs> nothing. <laughs> my only argument. <laughs> oh, I'm just telling you. It's, it's, but let's see how consistent... Things are now. Are they going to get the same the same fight back? As, I doubt uh, it. I doubt it. No. So, Stu, mm. conspiracy theory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was actually Bud Light who made sure to like uncover this old video and resurface it so that everyone could talk about Miller Light and how they've gone woke <laughs> and everyone could forget that Bud I Light like ever did that thing. This is brilliant theory by you. I, <laughs> this is 100% my favorite take of the day. I'm stealing it. I'm going to say it. I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to mention you. I'm just going to okay. act like it's my idea. No, I will mention you because it's a great idea. Because I do think, I mean, Bud Light went down this thing after uh, this road after the, the Mulvaney thing where yeah. they are really in panic. And I, I've tried to break this up a little bit as far as how we think about these companies and which ones we should actually pursue. Mm. Someone like Ben and Jerry's, right? Like they're locked in to mm -hmm. left-wing ideology, mm -hmm. right? They really, they are, they care more about having anti-Israel policies than they do about their ice cream, right? Yeah. That's not Bud Light. Bud Light, I think, cares about your money. Right. And so like we can have an impact when we, when we say, hey, we stand up against Bud Light and we say what you're doing we don't like. Um, and they have, you can see, tried to change. They fired, you know, they suspended the people that were involved in this campaign. They've tried, they've come out with pro-American ads. Again, it's clunky and, and pathetic, but they've tried. But I guarantee they're having meetings, uh, potentially with all the phones in the ghost sleeve. And they're all sitting there and they're saying, what do we do behind the scenes? Because this stuff's not working. You know, just going out and saying, we swear we love America. No one's buying it. What do we do? Let's put the Miller Lite people on blast by <laughs> leaking this. And, you know, when I first saw the ad, I have to admit, I saw it thinking they had just released it and it blew my Everyone mind. Everyone did. Because yeah. they had yeah. a gift like, why given would you? to yeah. them, right? That mm -hmm. this competitor who has a bigger market share than you is just given you like 40% of the market for no reason. Uh, but it happened beforehand. It was another dumb, woke uh, thing. And I, the one thing that I went to, all these takes, you know, from the conservative side are almost obvious on this one. But one thing that really angers me, and, I, and they, it never gets enough attention, is it's the way we don't look at people as individuals anymore. Yeah. The way she frames th this idea with these women, she says uh, they, meaning beer companies, 
put women in bikinis. Right. Well, you know what? That's not true. No one put a woman in a bikini for those ads. Those women went and tried out to get those jobs. They were probably very excited they got a national ad campaign where they were able to show off their body that they went to the gym to a lot and didn't eat a lot of, you know, uh, hostess products to get. And they, look, they, it was a individual women making individual decisions. You can criticize those decisions. You can criticize the decision by the beer companies, but it was their decisions. And you notice in the ad, they actually blur out the faces of the models who made those decisions. They just, just trash them as individuals and they just yeah. look at them as just these bodies in bikinis. Who's the one who's objectifying them? They're taking these, these women who went and did these ads back in the day and taking away their agency for decisions that they made for themselves mm -hmm. and then acting as if they're the white knights coming in to save them. I don't know. That, that whole thing just rubbed me wrong. And I guess like they're, all these women are supposed to know the only way you can be respectable is to wear a sweater. Like that right. woman in a sweater is okay. She's morally superior to all the others. Like you just have to go. You can make these decisions based. You can criticize their decisions if you like, yeah. uh, which I think, look. Maybe laying down in a bikini is not the best career move, okay? Maybe it's not the thing that you want to do. But the bottom line is these are people making decisions. It's not just evil, mean men making these women do these things. There's a little silver lining here. Mm -hmm. We didn't see any, I didn't at least see any trans people in the background on the wall, <laughs> no. right? So, so Miller Lite, thank you very much for acknowledging that women are those born with a womb. Thank yeah. you very much. Appreciate it. It blows my mind. Is Miller Lite legitimately going on eBay and buying old beer paraphernalia? Like, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I know. I, know, I, don't, I don't, like, take out the pandering to women. Yes. Right? Like, yeah, it just doesn't so make that's any what sense. It is, though, no. Oh, I know. It's complete yeah, and total yeah. pandering, which is why I'm like, okay, I appreciate that, like, you're acknowledging that, I, that a woman is a woman and I'm not a man and there are differences between sexes, but, like, also... You don't have to pander to me. Just keep making cheap beer. Like, that's literally all you need to do. Uh, I mean, I won't drink it, but someone will. Sarah, it's a travesty. It's a sham. It's a mockery. It's a travesham mockery, which, by the way, comes from a fantastic Miller Lite ad where they used to actually make good ones. It's uh, possible. Bring back Bob Odenkirk. Please. And I don't think he'd be a lot more you, expensive you these days. You know a lot about Miller. I love that commercial. It's one of my favorite commercials. Or do you love the beer? And the beer is the it's, beer. You know, okay. Does anyone love no Miller Lite? I think people just I, tolerate I, I, I Miller Lite. It's occasionally it's available, Yaku. That's the quote. That's what I would say is his best quality. It's occasionally <laughs> available. Like sometimes you go up and you're in a stadium. It's the one they have. It's, it's there. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. <laughs> During a commencement speech at Howard University over the weekend, uh, Joe Biden once again said that the greatest terroristic threat in America is, of course, white supremacy, uttered by a old white man. Watch. It's a battle that's never really over. But on the best days, enough of us have the guts and the hearts to st stand up for the best in us, to choose love over hate, unity over disunion, progress <laughs> over retreat, to stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out. Inaugular? As inaugular? The most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland <laughs> is white supremacy. I mean, I, you, I, you heard Stu laughing. That's like, that's all you can do at this point is yeah, just so laugh at this nonsense. It's really embarrassing. I mean, like, what in what world is white supremacy the biggest problem? Like, it, let's. What is the what's the thing you can tie white supremacy to most? Let's just say, in if in the left's view of things, right? Mm -hmm. 
you can tie it to some of these mass shootings, right? And there have been cases of white supremacist types that have gone in and done terrible, terrible things. Let's assign all the deaths to just white supremacists, ignore the fact that, you know, Hispanics are now white supremacists, whatever they're trying to push this week. The FBI says about 100 people a year die in mass shootings. Like, I don't know, quadruple it. Let's say it's 400 people a year killed by white supremacists. Like, we have 40,000 gun deaths a year. Half of them are about, about half of them are suicide. About half of them are other crimes. Those other crimes, those, that 20,000 or so is almost exclusively inner city violence with people killing each other uh, based on drugs and other, you know, uh, crimes in communities that are, I will tell you, not highly white supremacist communities. Really? And it's just morally insane. To think uh, that that that, you, that white supremacy is that is that big of a problem? Is it a problem? Yes, it is an abhorrent ideology. Mm-hmm. Abhorrent. It is wrong and 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 completely inconsistent. By the way, with conservative values, because if you look at white supremacy yeah. in their societies, it's been complete government control of your everyday life. Go back to Nazi Germany. You think that looks anything like a conservative, uh, uh, libertarian-leaning government that we all talk about when we talk about limited government in the United States? It's totally foreign. But so, but so toxic is, is racism from a perspective of black Americans hating white Americans. Oh, totally. Which is racism. Yes. It's funny enough that that guy, right, is standing there talking about white supremacy and how white supremacy hurts people. You mean maybe you, Joe, the white man that's making so many minority groups travel across our border to come become homeless and die and see their children raped. Maybe you're the white supremacist. Mm-hmm. I can make that argument. I can, I can make the argument that he's coming from his ivory tower and his skin pigment because it's all they want to talk about. No real issues. Let's talk about these things. Uh, you're causing a whole lot of damage to a whole lot of people. It's absurd. It's the same argument about we're institutionally racist. No, we're not. White supremacy is bad. It's just not prevalent, right. really, in our society. Yes. Right, right. And, and I think, too, like, to go back to the previous conversation on, on, the, on the commercial, it, a lot of this has a problem to do with not seeing people as individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, like... like I know we summarize these things to, to get to, to ease the conversation, but like in, in a real sense, white people don't do anything, right? They're, that's a group of individuals. Right. Women don't do anything. That's right. It's a group of individuals. Right. And we keep seeing these people with these broad strokes like this. I honestly think the left is way more guilty than the right is on this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to see white supremacy, it's like, what year is this? I know he was alive when slavery was still legal, but I just don't understand how we're still back talking about this. Oh, also um, in other news, uh, completely unrelated, right after, I believe it was the day after Joe Biden made those comments, uh, that group that calls themselves Patriot Front, just mysteriously were seen walking around the streets of Washington, D.C., waving uh, American flags and and shields. And um, I mean, they're covering their faces. So I, I don't know. They may have been a large group of FBI agents. I guess we'll never know. But uh, that is what we're supposed to believe, that there are so many of these people who are white supremacists. And yeah, I just know I'm not buying it. Those are totally feds. Uh, <laughs> For it. sure. We, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be kind of marching. Yeah, yeah, like that's there's that didn't. Those are feds. All right, I want to play for you very quickly. During a speech on Friday, Kamala Harris referred to open carry proponents as extremists and says it doesn't make sense for you. You can't be both pro-life and open carry proponents. Watch. These extremists dare claim to be for life. 
But instead of acting to save lives from gun violence... Why are you talking like that? Extremists, state by state, made it legal to open carry a gun without even a permit or background check. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I hate it. <laughs> I hate all of it. I hate, I, I would think if you guys had, if there was a criminal... And they were thinking about whether or not to engage someone with gunfire. And they saw a whole bunch of law-abiding citizens open carrying with their weapons right here, holstered. I'm thinking that they're going to think twice before drawing their weapon. Mm. And if you want to commit a crime, probably would want to conceal that weapon when you're walking in. So what does the open carry have to do with anything? Correct. And by the way, I carry to protect my family because I'm pro-life, you big, dumb idiot. I I didn't do, I didn't go that far. I didn't go that far. You Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.